What's going on? This is Lewis Angel with AE Mind, and I have with us today the one and only, the first ever American World Memory Champ, my teammate, Team USA out there. We have Alex Mullen with us. What's going on, Alex? How's it going? Hey, Lewis. How you doing? I'm doing doing great. Doing good. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot for joining me. I'm so glad that you were able to hop on here, you know, short notice, and, and be with us for this interview so we can yeah. help out. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Happy to talk to you. Awesome, man. So, you know, we'll get into the World Memory Competition, how that was for you. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your, your background and why you even got into this field. Well, first of all, man, congratulations are in order. Let me just run down a few of the top achievements. You said so many at, at the World Memory Competition. But uh, just so that people know, like, what you did. Man, we, you broke two world records and set one of those. Uh, you broke the world record in cards which was held by Ben Pridmore, a previous world memory champion for the longest time. Uh, you broke his world record, uh, and, and but then it was set by Ben Ben from China, right? It 28 cards, he said 31. Uh, you did over 3,000 digits in long numbers. With 3,029 balls hold, the new world record by Alex Tolliver. Yeah! So I had you know between. Uh, so you said that one's an official world record, Guinness World Record. Uh, so that's awesome to be there and, and just witness that was pretty amazing. Um, and then cards. Just recently, you you did really well in cards out there in, at the World Memory Competition in China. But just recently for the Extreme Memory Tournament, you did what? Seventeen seconds? Is that correct? Seventeen oh four? No, it was like seventeen point oh eight, which is which is the best that I've ever done. Um, and it's crazy because like. <laughs> I I was literally just about to, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do an attempt right. because well luckily I'm qualified already from being in the top 8 last right. year and I was just like about to run out of the house I was like hey, you know what I'll just do one quick run just for the hell of it and I wasn't you know I was sort of out of practice I hadn't I hadn't really been training for like you know the 3 weeks yeah. after the world championship and I just like you know had been training for a few days before that and I don't know what happened but it just it <laughs> felt really good and it was just it just worked out perfectly, yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, Simon Kearney holds the physical cards record of just a little over 20 yeah, yeah. seconds. And you broke that. And, you know, it was a digital version. It was an official competition. But it was still awesome, man, just to, to see that score up there. I was like, man. And then Lance did 19. But uh, you guys are killing it. So those are a few of the top things. that we did. And then for Team USA, you helped Team USA get the first ever, you know, silver trophy at the competition. So that was awesome. Um, so, yep. you know, quick rundown of the top stats. So let's get right into the World Memory Competition, man. That was your first ever. There have been guys that have been competing yeah. in this competition, uh, you know, 10 plus years, right? You had Simon, you had Johannes, the top Germans and top in the entire world. And they've held, held these positions uh, for a long time. And then Marwin mm -hmm. comes and just, he was, he was first place throughout the entire competition. And yeah. last, yeah. literally the last event, you were by... I mean, you obviously you earned everything. You 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 set top top scores at every event. But then the last event, I was there for cards. Um, just by by seconds, you beat Marwin. Wow! Congratulations! And took over that first place position. Talk about that experience. How was it? Going into it and, and just being around all these top memory guys and and you winning the competition, how was all that for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. I, like I still, it's still kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. But 
I, um, yeah, definitely going in, I was not really, I was definitely not expecting to win. I was like, okay, maybe best case scenario, I'll get like third or something like that. Right. Um, but I knew, you know, I knew that, um, you know, I knew that to do even kind of contend for the top, I'd have to get like, you know, my best, basically my best scores in every event. Yeah. And <laughs> luckily that's what basically what happened. <laughs> I don't know how, like, it's not, you know, I'm not always doing my best at competitions. I, uh, you know, I was sure I was going to flub at least two or, you know, a couple of events. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that didn't really happen. And it was just, uh, yeah, it just like kept, you know, going well. And I was just, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't have been happier about it. Uh, and then as far, like in, in terms of like trying to stay up with Marwin, I, you know, by the time, by the time during, somewhere during the second day, I was just kind of like, you know, up to that point, I hadn't really thought about winning. And then by that point, I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I have a chance to get it, right? And then, so I knew I just kind of had to stay within a few points of, within a few hundred points, rather, yeah. of him. And because I knew that, you know, Speed Cards is probably my, one of my best events. Yeah. And it's it's really not one of his best events compared to, you know, his oh, yeah. binary and abstract are just like off the charts. He's not quite as good, relatively speaking, as Speed Cards. Right. So I knew I could maybe make up some ground there, but. And just, uh, so, sorry to interrupt, but side note, his not good is still like incredibly good compared to everybody else out there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, sorry, go on. But, but yeah, and then I, you know, before the last one, I was like, I. So luckily, I, I in this when I was doing the spoken numbers, I did like basically as good as I could have hoped for. I knew. I knew I was like so sure that I was just gonna screw it all up on spoken, and that was gonna be like the death of me. Yeah. But, I on the last on the third one, I ended up getting two twelve. Which is like, I mean, it's not it's not like my personal best, but it's yeah. I'm not very consistent with spoken. So the fact that I got it was I was just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was so nervous after that going into speed cards because I was just like, you know, I could I could do it, but I could also screw it up because it's such a risky event, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just the whole pretty much start to finish, especially toward the end, was just kind of crazy. I mean, even you know. It, it's been basically a, a crazy year. 2015 was a crazy year because I did, for the first time, get to meet lots of these guys. You know, like you mentioned, Simon, Johannes, right. you know, people I had been kind of idolizing, basically. Yeah. You know, sort of like memory gods to me. Uh, I got to meet them at the XMT, which was really crazy. And then to just just to even like be in the same running with them at the XMT was already kind of blowing my mind. And then to, to be able to to do it at the World Championship. It was just, uh, yeah, it's pretty surreal. That's awesome, man. And you did extremely well, man. So, uh, you know, you ended up taking over by seconds. You, you know, you beat Marwin, and then you got the goal. Uh, I, actually, so I, I, I got it by basically one and a half seconds. So I, I, I couldn't help but doing the calculation afterwards. Like, if I had gotten 23 seconds instead of 21.5, yeah, I would have lost by one point. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, it was, it was, yeah, it was... Tight. <laughs> Listen, like, you know, I, I've been competing for a few years now. This was like 2015 was a year that I actually took it seriously uh, for the most part. Uh, I went to all, a bunch of competitions, but just you went all over the place, man. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went everywhere. I was able to hang out with all these top guys. I haven't, I haven't like actually congratulated you for the superhuman thing. That's so awesome, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You, you better be on the next one, man. <laughs> get, get the, we'll we'll the superhuman champion. Be cool. Then. But, um, but you know, I, I've done all these, but, you know, as a memory athlete, as, 
as someone that has been doing this and has been around these people and someone that is also just a fan of the sport, man, just to watch you. And, you know, I was a teammate, so obviously I was rooting for you. But, you know, just as a fan of the sport, I was like, man, this guy is doing some incredible things out there. So, like, I, I know what it takes to train for these types of competitions, but nowhere near your level because I'm doing all these other things as well, you know, uh, you know, my business and all these uh, other ventures that I'm embarking on. But uh, you, but then also at the same time, you're busy. You You have... Your social life, you're, you just got married, so congratulations on that as well. Um, and and you're also a student. So talk about the training. Like, what went into this run at the World Memory Competition, you know, the months leading up to this? What was your training schedule like? What were you doing? Um, how were you training for the different events and disciplines? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so I, to be honest, I don't, I don't really feel like I train very much, uh, especially relative to a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, I, my, my really, my big thing is I just try to, I just try to be as consistent as possible. So I really try to follow, like, I mean, I'm not doing it right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of off season, but, uh, I, I really try to, hey, it's my wife, Kathy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I try to, um, I really try to be consistent. So I try to follow a weekly schedule and basically yeah. just do sort of all of the events in some form or another every week. Yeah. Um, and so I end up, you know, I end up training about. An hour a day okay um yeah and then so I, I also like to do a lot of like speed drills so i'll just like take a deck of cards and instead of actually memorizing it i'll just go through and like see the images but not actually not actually memorize right um and I, I just like to do that just for you know i think that's been a big help to me is just going trying to push myself doing those faster and faster mm-hmm. and just sort of getting my system really kind of you know moving really quickly right. um so I like to do yeah, a little bit, you know, maybe like 10, 15 minutes of speed drills, sort of 45, 50 minutes of like actual events, you know, just like on memo camp, uh, stuff like that, or either off memo camp or on paper, mostly memo camp, but before the competitions, usually paper. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and just like, uh, you know, honestly, my, my schedule or my training didn't really change. Like by the time, you know, it was midsummer. I had kind of been locked into the same training schedule that I basically followed up till December. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just, I just did my best to, you know, every time I came into a session, just to try to beat my best. I'm not really one of those people who plays it safe or like goes for safe runs. I just kind of go for it every single time, exactly, yeah. which, you know, that, that it's not necessarily the best thing it can be debated, but yeah. that's what I like to do. That's what it keeps it fun for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, I'm, I sort of, you know, I'm not sure where I was going with that. But, <laughs> so yeah, so you train, you know, it's a consistent training for you, and it's not necessarily that you put in eight plus hours a day training. Uh, maybe you might on some oh, days, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the way I do it is, so like I said, I have a schedule, you know, and maybe I'll do like, a, you know, a shorter event, like an XMT type style event in the morning, maybe one or two of those, and then like, you know, maybe a little longer one, like a five minute event or a 15 minute in the afternoon, you know, one or two of those. And that's basically it every day. And so I kind of break it up throughout the day. Right. So I'm not like, it doesn't feel like I'm putting in all this time. It's just sort of like every, you know, hour or two, I just kind of do a little bit of this or that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Basically cool. It. So, so, uh, so as, as far as training, you just, you know, you're consistent with it. That's it. That's, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. Be consistent with it and, and, you know, space it out as well. Don't do like an entire competition in like a few hours, right? Don't do all 10 disciplines in like 
uh, a matter of hours. Yeah, I, you know, I, th- like I said, things, things sort of at the World Championship just kind of worked out perfectly for me. I don't, yeah. you know, I just got lucky because <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, there weren't, I, I didn't, I, I definitely don't think I really trained like someone who thought they were, you know, going to win because I didn't think I was going to win. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even do sort of a full mock championship. Really? You know, I, there were, I didn't do like, you know, the exact events you do on one day and, you know, the second day when I just sort of was practicing them, like I said, on this weekly schedule. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Wow. That's so. incredible. And man, if that little, well, it was a little, but you still trained, but if that train, that type of training style got you the competition. I wonder what, like actually devoting, yeah. you know, 10 hours really? a day to this, if that would have changed it or, you know, maybe, uh, maybe would have, maybe wouldn't have. But, uh, so now let's talk about how you actually got, you've been to, I met you a few years back. It was 2014, I think at the, or I saw you up on stage, um, at the USA memory championship. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, what drove you to want to get into it? Because there's, different types of people there's like individuals like myself i got into this because my memory was horrible so i wanted to fix it right uh and then there's people that have really good memory they do really well in school and they just want to learn this to get an extra edge or there's people that just want to compete right so what was your story like how did you get into this how did you discover it um and yeah, yeah what was your motivating motivating factor for that yeah so that's um you know basically i got into it just kind of plain and simple by because I watched Joshua Forrest's TED talk. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I'd always kind of been like, I'd always done well in school. You know, I didn't think that my memory was that bad, but like in college, in college, there were times when I was sort of just like, damn, I wish I could, you know, I could have remembered that. Like, I, I just sort of felt like I was sort of, my memory was sort of weak in certain ways. I'm not, you know, I can't even remember why. Ironically, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, but so for whatever reason, I watched it at the time. And it really just kind of like struck me as just really interesting, you know, something that I could, you know, really go after. Yeah. Um, and so, like, so I, 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 uh, I watched that TED talk. I read his book, and then sort of, you know, I can't even, like I said, really explain what I was thinking. But I, I just was like immediately like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna like train and just see where it goes. Um, you know, I, I uh, originally, so like I said, I sort of got into it because it's sort of school related stuff. I wanted to get, you know, use the techniques as a student. Right. Um, and so that was like my kind of whole entry was just, okay, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not going to worry about competition so much. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to use it in school. Exactly. And then it, it sort of flipped, as I kind of kept moving forward, it sort of flipped for me and I didn't really use it in school at all, <laughs> but I did want to compete and I was like, you know, getting faster at cards and numbers and yada, yada, yada. And, and that was motivating just in itself, not even because of the applications. Right. Um, so that was all really exciting. Um, and then sort of, you know, more recently, like in the last few years, I guess I've been doing this three years now, but like in the last year and a half or so, I sort of kind of finally made the transition back into school yeah. um, and using it in school. And, you know, there's, there's definitely a learning curve um, for using memory techniques in school. Like it's, you know, a lot of people, lots of people make great videos about, you know, here's how you can use a memory palace to do this or to, you know, memorize a list of words or whatever. Um, but it, there's not a whole lot out there really about like, you know, here's like an actual real life example of me, you know, memorizing some sort of, you know, notes from, you know, exam notes or, or whatever. Right. And so, you know, it wasn't that easy for me to sort of, you know, get up 
a certain level of skill with memory techniques to use them effectively in school. And so I sort of gave up a few times before finally figuring out some tricks. Right. Um, so, so now I use them all the time, um, which is great. They're really helpful. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess <laughs> getting back to the memory, the memory sports stuff, I, I started in March of 2013. That was kind of when I first watched, I think when I first watched the you know, TED Talk, like I said. Um, and then it's like basically the first time I competed was a year later yeah. uh, at the U.S. Memory Championship. Um, and by that time, I, I really had no idea how I was going to do. I, 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 you know, I, I had been training a lot and I kind of I felt pretty good. I felt like I could match up with some people in certain, excuse me, uh, certain events. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. And I think I, def I definitely got lucky in some ways because I ended up getting second. Awesome. Which sort of, awesome. yeah, which blew my mind. I mean, I didn't know whether I was going to get like second or 15th or whatever. You know, I just, I didn't really know. But that definitely, just being able to, you know, getting lucky enough to get second definitely um, was a, a huge motivating factor for just continuing to do it and getting more excited about it. That, at that point, it was like kind of a confirmation that this actually works for you, right? Yeah, yeah. There was sort of like, you know, probably like a lot of other memory people like I, I would have like nightmares right of like doing like numbers and then it's just like looking back and being like oh I don't remember a thing right, like, right. did this system actually work was it just all a dream like yeah, yeah. did it not oh, yeah. like you know and then I've had that a few times it worked you know when I was doing competition it like things were coming back to me like it was working well so that was like a nice confirmation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because it's different. You can train and you can get really high scores. You can break all the world records in training when you're at your home by yourself, you know, headphones on, nobody's bothering you. But then you get to a competition. You got the people, you know, looking at you. You have cameras, like at the USA competition, they have cameras. Literally, they'll televise these, these competitions there. Um, you know, the pressure's on at that point. The pressure's on. So you have to perform under pressure. So it's a little different than just training at, at home. So... Uh, so yeah, I know exactly, you know, that feeling of, man, it, it, this is awesome. It's working at home. I can do this at home, but it, you know, does it translate when I'm under pressure? And for you, it did, you know? Yeah. So once that was confirmed that it works, then you went on a, just a rampage. You started really stepping up your systems and, uh, you know, and, and you found training partners. I know that you teamed up with Lance and you guys are just all yeah. the time going, you know, back and forth, helping each other out. So what, what do you think is, um, you know, to the viewers, how how important is it to find somebody to attach to and to really like drive this hard? Because for the most part, you know, it, when we learn this, and I'll get you know, a little bit more into this uh, as far as how you actually learn the techniques. Um, but you know, when we learn this, it, we're by ourselves, right? We're by ourselves and we're training. So, you know, what's the importance of actually teaming up with somebody and and going and you know communicating with each other to improve your you know your training? Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, I think it's really important. Right. I, I, spent, I spent the first year basically sort of in the dark in terms of my training. I was just me doing my thing. You know, I, I went on, you know, I was on memo camp, so I was looking at other people's scores. Yeah. Um, I was on artofmemory.com, you know, sometimes talking to people. But, it, you know, that's definitely, it, it's not quite the same, you know, yeah. doing that, really kind of talking to somebody in a conversation and talking through things. Um, and I, yeah, so I think it's definitely like really, when you have somebody to talk to, it's really much makes things much more motivating. Yeah. Um, because you want to beat them, they want to beat you. Um, you know, and you just like I feel like a lot of a lot of the stuff with memory sports, like with anything really, is it's just about like make, breaking those mental barriers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. 
like, you know, people, memory athletes today are memorizing stuff that like, you know, maybe four times more than the world records back in the nineties, you know, or even yeah. thousands. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, it's just, you know, people, and it's not like at, the, at that time they were like, oh, there's so much more potential out there. They probably thought that they were kind of reaching the peak exactly. too, but you know, it's really about breaking those mental barriers. I feel like I, you know, like last year I was able to do like over 1200 digits in 15 minutes. Like I wouldn't, there's no way I would have thought that I could have done that like three years ago. You know, there's no way, even the, even two years ago when I like already had been training a lot, like it's just, you know, you see other people do it and you, you know, especially when you can talk to them and see what they're thinking and stuff. Yeah. It's just, a, it's huge for, for being able to break those barriers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Find a, you know, for those watching, man, find somebody to attach to, um, whether it's through video or phone calls or just, you know, texting or messaging, find somebody to attach to and, and really, uh, you know, push each other, push each other to go, go after it, man, because, you know, you see the results yeah. there. Now, <clears throat> so you, you saw the video, you saw Josh, Josh is actually a, <clears throat> a former, a USA memory champion as well. He's a journalist. He got into this. He saw it one year and he's like, oh, I want to try it. And then he won uh, one of the competitions. So um, what yeah. what were the books? What were the videos? What were the things that, that actually taught you the systems? Yeah. Uh, so real quick first, I would say like after I won the, the world championship, yeah. uh, like, I, you know, how I, I said, I was like having a hard time, like wrapping my head around it yeah. and just like what it was. And then like, I think the next, next day or next two days or whatever, I got a, I got an email from Josh. Oh, no way. <laughs> uh, like saying congrats or congrats. And then I was just like, I think that was one of the, one of the things like looking back that I was just like, kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they really kind of, it, that's when it sort of hit me. Like that, that was, that it was a big, big thing it for was, me. Man. Yeah. Because um, he was the guy like, that was, started this. Oh, for you. This, like, this is the guy that like got me into it. Like talking to me, yeah. you know? Uh, it just was kind of like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so I, yeah, I watched that Ted talk, read the book. Um, you know, he doesn't really go, he talks about PAO and whatever, but he doesn't go into a lot of details. And I was really kind of like most, you know, a lot of people getting into it really kind of craving examples and details. Right. Um, and so I, I watched, I or sorry, I, I listened to, um, quantum memory power by Dominic O'Brien. Good one. He's like, a, you know, at eight time world memory champion. Um, and he, you know, he goes into a lot more specifics on like actually how to do it. Obviously talks about his Dominic system, the ways he makes, you know, images for numbers and cars and stuff, mm -hmm. how he memorizes names. Um, so more concrete stuff. So that was the next thing I did. Then, uh, then I sort of wanted like a, a second opinion kind of thing. So I, I listened to Ron, uh, Ron White's memory in a month program, which is yeah. also kind of a similar thing. And so got a few more ideas from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if you can tell, but I basically, so I, I like listen, I, I don't like reading that much, like on paper, I like listen to stuff all the time, right. just like when I'm, you know, around the house, like cleaning dishes or whatever, I like to listen to stuff, so I, I listen to those things, yeah. um, and I listen to Moonwalking with Einstein on audiobook, <laughs> uh, like a random tangent, but, uh, um, but yeah, so those were kind of the first three things I did, I, I did, I did get, use artofmemory.com a lot as well because people are always talking about systems and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I was like really into you know reading a lot of what people had to say there. Um, that was mainly it. And then I sort of decided like uh, that I was gonna. I, I kind of decided that I wanted to do PAO at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, just because you know they talked about like how it was. You know, Josh talks about how it's uh, it like kind of forces you to do you know to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I sort of, I don't know, that kind of clicked with me, I guess. So I like that. And so I just, yeah, I use a two digit PAO um, for, for numbers and it's just a one digit or one card PAO thing for cards. Yeah. Uh, and that was just like my first kind of system that I used to get going. Now your system has definitely evolved since then, right? You don't use PAO yeah. at all. I know there's some top guys that still use PAO and it works for them. However, you know what, what's your current system and then what made you want to switch over to your current system? Right. So my current system is for numbers. I use a three digit system now. So before it was two digit PAO. Now it's just three digit non PAO. It's just one unique image for every three digits. It's always the same. Yeah. Um, now, real yes, quick, I'm not... sorry, uh, let me just explain to those that are watching or listening uh, that have no clue what PAO is. So person action object, you, you use a person. So let's say you have a six digit number, right? First two digits will be the person. Second two digits will be the action. And then the third two digits will be the object. So then you create a story out of that. Um, but yeah, that's what people use as well, you know, but, but you were saying that you use a three digits. So just one image for three digits. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, right. So I, I, uh, you know, I took, I took a lot of the people, like all the people that were in my person action object system, I brought into this new system. Um, and so it's, but it's, it's sort of a similar mix. It's like about one third people, okay. but then two thirds, you know, objects. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my numbers. Um, cards is sort of a similar, well, sort of similar, um, in that it overlaps with my number system, but it's, a, it's now a two card system instead of one. So every, Instead of one image for every one card, it's uh, one image for every two cards now. Um, and so, for anybody who's very, uh, familiar with the Ben system, you know it's you know that's kind of the standard two card system. Yeah. Uh, mine is similar to that, but it's it's basically half the size. Yeah. Um, so his image, his system is twenty or two thousand seven hundred and four images. Mine is only thirteen fifty two. And so I have to sort of do some tricks there to like you know to be able to figure out which cards it is because it's you know it's a smaller system yeah. but it's still two cards uh for one image yeah. for that um and it, like i said it, it, i don't know if i said this but uh it's there's, there's a big overlap with my card system and number system so basically every one of my number images is also in my card system and then my card system has you know three thirteen or sorry 350 something more images yeah um than numbers cool. and then uh yeah and then for binary for instance it's it just comes straight out of my number system i just you know convert each three Three digits of binary into a regular decimal right. number just read it that way i i do actually do um the way i do it is i do it in blocks or matrix like three by three matrices mm -hmm. so I'll, it'll be you know like zero zero one would be um let's see like a four for me and then i'll read the next three and then the next three and that'll become one three digit image got it um so i read you know three kind of rows at a time wow <laughs> wait so you don't do it across you do it like the, I, so I'll do like like the you know a nine digit chunk, like here and then this one oh, and then that chunk and then that chunk. Interesting. Just, I did yeah, not know so that. <laughs> you, know, you take a chunk of ninety. Right. Interesting. Cool. And then I'll put, if, for those watching, I'll post I, a picture of that here, <laughs> so you guys can see kind of what we're saying. So to be clear, like I, I, I'm not very creative in terms of systems. Like I stole, <laughs> I stole or borrowed like every part of those systems stolen in some form or fashion from somebody. Yeah. So like that, that, that three digit block thing, like Johannes Mallow did that for a while before me, Lance did that before me also. And so I was working a lot with Lance 
he had already been doing that. And so when I first got into, you know, binary mm -hmm. that, you know, I knew he was doing really well with it. So I was confident using that system. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, for the, the card system that I mentioned, that's pretty much stolen. Also like a combination <laughs> of Lance and Johannes. Yeah. Um, I pretty much steal everything from that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a thief, man. You, you stole your way to a, to a championship. <laughs> nah, but, but listen, for those watching, listen, th that's what you have to do. They say model success, model what works. Don't reinvent the wheel. Something's working, model it and work at it. You know, work at it until you can perfect it like uh, Alex has done here. So it's not necessarily stealing. You're just saying, seeing what works and saying, okay, let me just apply that here. Why, why spend hours upon hours trying to figure something new out if this is working, right? So that's, that's right. a great strategy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... So going back, like, you know, I, I basically transitioned from the PAO system over to this, these new systems after my first competition. So I did the US one and then I was like, okay, you know, this is a good time. If I'm going to switch, let's just do it now, get it done early so I can really focus on the new systems. Yeah. And so I, I spent basically about a month just kind of like agonizing over what I was going to do. I, I didn't know exactly. And so I spent time like on artofmemory.com, talking to Lance, uh, like just researching the different things. Um, and eventually just kind of arrived at these, you know, these things I've been talking about as like, you know, what I thought would be the best for me. Right. Uh, a big part of it really was, um, was I, like I said before, and I really idolized like people like Johannes and I, uh, I knew, you know, I, I, I read somewhere, I think it was on a memory sports.com interview that he said he, he practiced like about 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> if this guy can like freaking dominate like the sport training 30 minutes a day like i'll have what he's having exactly <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean and so i i mod like like i said you know most of my stuff is modeled off what johannes does um right. you know hit, hit the card system numbers binary lots of it's very similar um i mean obviously there are different nuances but general idea is pretty similar and so now to be yeah, it, now to be uh you know completely transparent uh this 30 minutes to an hour a day training that's obviously for those you know new to the sport that's after creating you know spending hours creating your systems right it's not necessarily like 30 minutes in creating images for the first you know 20 digits of numbers that's after you've already spent hundreds or you know tons of hours in developing the images and everything is that correct yeah 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 absolutely i mean and so i you know i spent like i said i spent about a month after so the competition, I think, was in March. I spent like all of April just trying to figure out what systems I was going to do. I finally decided on something. Yeah. I was kind of toying with just some different things, um, but that was what I picked. And then you know May, uh, June. It basically took me like at least a few weeks to make the system. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if not the whole month of May, and maybe a little bit of June. And then after that, I was just sort of. I didn't even really memorize things for like a really long time. I just. I just. Uh, was trying to drill the system, make sure I could see the images quickly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by the time it took me, you know, as like I said, I made it in May-ish. And then I wasn't even as good as I was, you know, at the USA competition in March. I was, I didn't even get back to that level until around, you know, December or wow. something like that. That would, that would be December of 2014. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, by the time the XMT sort of rolled around, I was kind of, I was feeling pretty good. Uh, and then by the time, you know, in the months after that, leading up to the world championship, things were just kind of really getting, starting to click and feeling really good. Um, 
And so, yeah, that's basically how, how it went down. So a quick example, uh, we'll wrap it up in a, in a little bit, but a uh, quick example, this has been a great interview. Thanks so much, Alex. You've definitely given a lot of value to the people out there. Right. Uh, so a quick example. So when you see a chunk of numbers, um, I, you know, let's go a little bit more into like an actual, you know, uh, say if I give you a six digit number right now, how would you go about memorizing that number, right? So like, let's say, I don't know, I'll just come up with it. <laughs> so three, Three, uh, three, two, nine. Okay. Uh, -huh. three, two, nine, uh, four, seven, zero. What are your images? How would you memorize that? And yeah, give us a, an example of how you would do that. Right. So for my numbers, right. I, um, I, it's, it's based on the major system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, basically major system, you know, equates numbers to certain like letters basically, or sounds. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I just cut, I just did a straight major system, didn't make any changes. Uh, so three, two, nine, um, three is like an M sound, two is an N sound, and then nine is like a P or a B sound. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that kind of became Monopoly. Mm -hmm. So um, three, two, nine is like, is like this little car from, you know, the little car from yeah, Monopoly, yeah, yeah. the little like little piece. Yeah. Um, so that's my image for three, two, nine. And then, um, same thing for uh, four, you said four, seven, zero. Right. Uh, four is an R sound, seven is a K sound, and then zero is a, like a Z or a S mm -hmm. sound. And so uh, my image for four, seven, zero is Marshall Erickson from uh, How I Met Your Mother, the TV show. Okay. Uh, so so the, it comes from the, like the Ricks, or you know, the four, seven, zero Rickson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I would, you know, I always usually, or I always, place two images per locus. Right. So when I'm memorizing numbers, I'll take, you know, six digits at a time, just two different images in the location, move to the next one. Um, and so I would see, you know, something in the form of like a, a Monopoly car sort of rolling at Marshall Erickson. And then, you know, he kind of has a connotation of being this big lumbering guy. He's like six, four. Yeah. So I probably would imagine him like sort of acting like a giant and just sort of like swatting the, Swatted the little car. <laughs> out of the way something like that that's funny man. um and, and then on yeah. location so these these mental locations you, you already have a predetermined like journey system right so you have these journeys created right, right. in your mind and then you just store these two objects per location along a route is that correct yeah exactly right cool. yeah pretty um Basically. same as no no magic there same <laughs> as how all the memory athletes do it awesome so you guys go for those of you that want to learn how Alex does it, how he broke a world record. That's pretty much how he does it. He has a system, predetermined yeah. images for numbers, and then he just associates, creates these stories, vivid images along a route uh, in his mind. And then when he wants to recall it, he just goes back and reviews that. So yeah, you know, basic, yeah. basic system. So now so, what are your, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say like, for the numbers yeah. re record, um, the hour numbers, like it's just kind of, I thought it was funny, kind of funny because this house, yeah. is what i is the journey that i used to do that oh no way. so i just you know yeah fun fact <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's what we do you know we we create these that's probably is that your best journey or your best uh location system your house uh no not really actually this because this is um this is you know I'm, I'm at med school right now so this is like kind of a newer house or newer place for me yeah um so I'd say my best one is probably still my like original childhood home. That was the first journey I ever made. And that was probably the best one still. That's um, interesting, huh? Like the same for me. I think it's probably the same for everyone. The first like journey that we created, 
um, it's probably our best one just because we use it so much, especially early on. Yeah, you know, I've <laughs> like, I don't know how many times, for me, thousands. Right. So uh, what are your future goals? We have the XMT coming up. You're already qualified. Now we're doing the qualifiers um, and, and you just <laughs> broke a world record unofficially. But what are your goals for the XMT? Are you going to compete also in any international memory competitions this year? Um, and then also moving, you know, moving forward, what are some of your top goals that you want to accomplish? Yeah, um, so uh, in terms of like the XMT, for instance, I, did, you know, I, I don't really have any expectations at this point. I really just want to do the best I can. Yeah. Um, you know, making it back uh, to the top four would be great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, you know, just, just go there, have, have fun. Um, it's always great being in California, being in San Diego. In terms of just like competitions, um, I do, you know, I still, I still want to compete a lot. Like I, ex the only one I have kind of lined up right now is the XMT and then, you know, obviously, or hopefully whenever the USA competition is, right. um, and then hopefully the world championship again, yeah. um, which I guess is going to be in Singapore yeah. this year. Right. Um, that was kind of surprising. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to go to some more, uh, you know, international ones. I. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm flush with cash right now, so I probably can't just be like jet setting all over the place, but you know, I, I'd like to go to as many as I can. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I, any, any chance to go to competitions. If, if you could go to one this year, like an, an international competition, which one would you want to go to? They have them in London, Germany, you know, the Australia one, the, you know, the, that Japanese uh, open memory competition, Philippines is going to have one. So which one are like, you know, if you could choose one, which one would you lean towards? That's a good question. Um, I guess I would say, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't really thought about it. I guess I, Maybe like one of the German ones, yeah. just because they're like kind of, they are older and like have more history. Um, That'd be a good one. Yeah, I don't have, I don't really have any good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> the German yeah. one, yeah. I think I would, yeah, I want to do some of the European ones, so. Uh, Although, I know the German ones, like, I think they do the spoken numbers in German. Really? I think so. Oh, I, I've heard that before. That'd be an interesting so maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, you know, so that's memory competition stuff in terms of just like general memory stuff. I'm, I'm trying to get more into like, you know, teaching and kind of doing some coaching and, uh, like speaking stuff like that, just for general memory, uh, stuff, not really about competitions, but more about focused on learning and using memory techniques in school. Right. Um, it's really kind of where my main interest is at yeah. right now. I've seen some of your um, videos that you posted and they're very informative. You guys can all check that out. I think it's, you changed it. It's a mullinmemory.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of going into this, like having this sort of uh, brand of mullet, it's called mullin memory. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of, fo uh, it's a mullinmemory.com. It's just sort of focus. I'm really trying to focus it on, like I said, memory techniques for learning for school, um, yeah. stuff like that. Not as much about, I mean, obviously there are lots of great applications for memory techniques, but really not as much about you know, presentations or names. I mean, those are, like I said, great yeah. things. Um, but this one's, I'm trying to focus on school learning. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's melonmemory.com. There's some tutorials you can, you can watch and just, I just go into the basics and everything. And, uh, 
Awesome. Yeah, check, check it out. <laughs> I'll post links everywhere here in the video, down below, links below. So you guys can all check that out. His Facebook, all that, the works. But uh, real quick, we'll end on this. Just fun little, you know, let's get off of memory for a little bit. Um, just a <laughs> few random questions just off the top. So if, uh, here's what, <laughs> if you could, you know, if we if there's a time machine that just popped up right there, right next to you right now. And then you can go back in time, any time period, right? And then you can visit somebody from the past. Um, maybe somebody that was influential in your life, maybe through reading books or whatnot, or watching videos. You know, who would that, what time period would that be? Who would that be? And why? We have a lot of greats. We have the Albert Einsteins, right? We have presidents. We have, you know, inventors, I think, scientists. I mean, I, on one, like, sort of more, like, academic level, I definitely want to go talk to, like, I'm going to give you, like, a bunch of answers here, but, like, you know, like, Jesus would be, like, a pretty big one because right. he's like obviously like a huge influential person oh, yeah. um yeah einstein would be like an awesome one too um in terms of people who i would actually like like more want to go talk to like on not an academic more like just a personal enjoyment level yeah. um i have a lot of like let's see like maybe george carlin like i really like comedy Interesting. so like you know i think it'd be fun to talk to him for instance <laughs> yeah. um, what would be like your burning question just, you would want to ask him and just like yeah. you know just the whole experience of like getting into it and like what he learned and stuff like that that's good because uh, you know i learned a lot from biographies learning from people that went through struggles and you know went through all that the entire journey and found, found success successes so that would be a really good question just ask him about you know what what his whole journey was about um so that, that'll be awesome you know awesome to talk about um cool yeah. so now what would what's your uh <laughs> What's uh, your favorite food, man? What do you like to eat? My favorite food? Yeah. Um, I like, this is kind of random, I guess, but <laughs> I really like pie. Pie? Like, I'm like a really big pie person. Like, I don't, I would much rather have a birthday pie than a birthday cake. Really? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just like pie, cherry pie, blueberry pie. Like, <laughs> right. I, you can give me the pie and I'm happy. So, cool. that's Fav probably my favorite. All right. Fa uh, favorite song? Or favorite uh, artist, musician, you know? Um, right now, I'm listening to a lot of Andrew Bird. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I kind of, you know, yeah, I just kind of like his vibe. And okay, cool. he's sort of like, I don't, know, I don't know if like folk rock is the right word for it, but it's something sort of like that. It's sort of mellow. So that's that's the kind of music I tend to listen to. Not, not a whole lot of like, like real intense like pop or hip-hop i just had to sort of listen to mellow stuff so sure yeah, right. probably my choice yeah cool favorite book um when i was a kid i really liked this book called the site hmm. which was about like these wolves <laughs> it's not a very good example but it was, I, I don't know i really liked that book when i was a kid so if you ask me then i definitely would have said my favorite book was yeah. the site more recently i i read this book like a year ago or so about it was about um uh like the facebook stuff it's like mark's like it was like the, it was the book that the movie the social network was based on Got it. yeah um it's called the accidental billionaires so i um yeah i mean in, in the last like year or so i think that was probably the book i enjoyed reading the most so i thought it was really interesting interesting okay yeah. and then close this out what's your favorite quote and if you don't have one you can make one up right now um <laughs> i mean this is super cliche but i really like i really like nike's just like just do it Simple. thing yeah i uh yeah, I mean, I like, I honestly like think about that a lot. I know it's like the old, like the most overused, hackneyed thing there is, but 
but yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> just do so it. I, I, there it is. Just do it. Closing words from the first American. And we, we get, you know, listen, that's a huge accomplishment. There's been several Americans that have gone out there to the World Memory Competition, and you're the first ever to actually take home the gold, which is amazing and incredible. So we have the first ever American World Memory Champion right here with us today, and he closes it out. I'm just saying, just do it. Listen, for, if you want to get into the sport, if you haven't started yet, just do it. If you are already in it and you've been doing it for a while and you want to take your game to another level, Alex says, just do it, right? So, um, or if you're at the top and you want to just start breaking records left and right, just do it. Just go out, train, and uh, listen to what Alex said here today. And uh, yeah, Alex, any you know anything else you want to share with the people um, out there? Not really. I mean, I think you know, thanks for uh, for asking me to do this. I'm happy to do it. Uh, it's been it's been a fun conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, I think memory techniques are fantastic for you know for just you know exercising your brain like using using them in school super helpful you know um not to shamelessly plug my own stuff but if you want to check it out check out my you know like short tutorial series um you know it'll help kind of get you started if you're interested so uh yeah yeah molinmemory.com check that out he has a lot of youtube videos as well i'm sure you're going to be putting out a lot more videos out there very informative Check that out. Highly endorse that. MolinMemory.com. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you on the next one. Peace.